There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Molly Smith is retiring as artistic director of Arena Stage in Washington, D.C. after 25 years, so the theater will honor her with a special gala tomorrow night. I spoke to Smith about her incredible run of musicals and plays, as well as literally remaking a now thriving part of the nation's capital. Molly Smith from Arena Stage. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's always a blast talking to you every time you know you have a show coming up. It's become like a tradition where you hop on here and we preview the show. But this time it's it's going to be something completely different because you announced that you know you're going to be, I guess, retiring from Arena Stage after an amazing 25 year run, and uh, and they're going to be holding a, a special gala in your honor uh, on, on tomorrow on the 23rd. So um, I guess, uh, I guess let's start with the, the gala itself. Um, you know, you've, you've handed out these Beth Newberger Schwartz awards, these annual gala awards to, to other people over the years, you know, but is, is it a little odd to, to you be the one this time? <laughs> it is. And you know, Beth Newberger is the person who actually hands out the award. It was created in her name. And people like Arlene Kogod and Ambassador Milan Virvir and uh, our mayor, Muriel Bowser, Nina Totenberg, have all received it before. So I am in excellent company because it's women that have made real a real difference in the life of Washingtonians. So I'm really thrilled to be receiving it, Jason. Absolutely. Well, they're in good company now, too, because you're a legend. <laughs> You're a legend just like the rest of them. Uh, we can go more in the career in a second, but just, just before we move off of the, the actual gala thing on Tuesday night, um, is, it, is it open to the public or is it, you know, like, you know, you have to buy tickets or, or like mostly inside, you know, theater folks? You know, um, people can buy tickets. They can go to Arena's web page and uh, buy a ticket to come. And you can buy a ticket either for the whole event or you can buy a ticket just for the show and the after party, which includes dancing and lots of uh, crazy desserts. Dancing and crazy desserts. So yes, if, if you don't want to come for Molly, come for the crazy desserts. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, and then what, yeah, what uh, do you do? You, I don't know if you have the list in front of you, but um, rattle off some of the, the big star studded uh, performers that are going to be doing a tribute. These are some like some of the biggest names in theater. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And these are all people that I've worked with over the last 25 years. So they've been an important part of the life of Arena and an important part of my life as a director. So it's Nahal Josie, it's Meg Gillentine, it's Ife Butler, it's Brad Oscar, Kathleen Turner, Ed Giroux, uh, Nova Payton, 
keep going. Who else do you have on there? <laughs> um, I can't remember who all you've said. Charles Randolph Wright. Well, Charles Randolph Wright is actually creating it. Oh, he's Parker Essie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, I can't tell you guys very much because they're keeping many things a surprise from me. But they haven't been able to keep all things a surprise for me because one day I read about it in the senior staff notes. I think they thought I never read them. <laughs> <laughs> you had the inside scoop. Well, don't read too much about it because you want to be surprised somewhat, I guess. So you know some of the people that are coming, but you don't know everything that they're going to be doing. Keep some of, keep some of it a, a surprise for you. Well, we know they're going to be doing uh, songs uh, from some of the great musicals that I directed. So... You can imagine it's going to be everything from Oklahoma to cabaret to damn Yankees to, I don't know what else. There's dancers involved. There's some acrobats involved. That That's going to be really interesting. And uh, there will be, the whole theater is going to be open uh, since that's something that I spent 12 years of my life uh, creating the programming, uh, envisioning it with our wonderful architect being Tom and our staff and also uh, raising funds for it. And so it's going to be through the whole building. It'll be out on the terrace. It'll be upstairs in the cafe. It'll be down in the open lobby spaces. I think there's like six major food stations that people can just roam in the whole building. So I think it's really going to be fun. Absolutely. And it sounds, it sounds like if you've been to any show and enjoyed any show at arena over the last, you know, several decades, uh, come on out. It's going to be sort of a great nostalgic greatest hits of Miles Smith, all the shows. Um, well, great. Let's, let's hear, I want to tell our listeners a little bit, um, you know, about, about your journey. Um, you know, where, where did you grow up and, and where'd you get started? I know, I know before arena, you came from perseverance theater in Juneau, alaska but you know even before that like where, where were your actual roots yeah i'm i was born in yakima washington and my family moved to alaska uh when i was 16. so i spent about half of my life in alaska uh went to school in Juneau douglas high school went to university at the university of alaska in fairbanks where it got to be 65 degrees below, and that is cold. You can oh just imagine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but it was when I was traveling in uh, Europe when I was 19 years old uh, with backpack on for three months that I just decided, hmm, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I'm going to follow my heart instead and start a theater in Alaska. So for the next seven years, that's what I did. I learned everything I could from uh, lighting design to box office um, to uh, creating plays. And when I was 26, we moved back to Alaska with 50 used theater seats and started the theater six months later. And that theater I ran for 19 years with a whole group of people that I met in Alaska. Um, and it's still going today, 43, 44 years later. And then I came to Arena Stage 25 years ago, and I've been here 25 years. So I'm a serial monogamist. I stay places a long time because I think that's how you get the best and the most remarkable work done as a theater artist. I agree. It allows time to for you all to sort of grow grow together before you move somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess you were at Perseverance Theater in Juneau, Alaska, from 1979 to 1998. Um, so then, how did you actually hear about 
uh, the gig opening up at, at Arena Stage? Did they contact you? Or did you contact them? Were you in town, happened to see a show, and they said, hey, never leave? <laughs> How did it happen? Well, I was called by a headhunter <clears throat> who said, are you sitting down? And I said, why? What's going on, uh, Greg? It was Greg Candell. And he said, did you know that the Arena Stage job is open? And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, I think you're right for it. And I said, you're kidding. You know, I started a theater in Alaska. It's a million dollar theater. I know Arena really well because when I was a, as student in D.C. at Catholic U and American U, I had a mini subscription to Arena. So I watched everything that Zelda did. And he said, you share the same values. And that really got me. I'd been called a lot by headhunters to throw my hat in the ring for uh, different theaters. And this was the first one that I did. And it was actually the theater itself. And because I felt like I'd finished my work in Alaska and it was time for me to move someplace where there was really a conversation going on about the world. Because what I found was happening in theaters all over America is it was a lot about the family. It was a lot of um, looking inward and there was very little that was happening uh, in terms of what you would see in filmmaking. And so I'd originally thought I was going to move more into film because I started making films. But when this job came forward, I just said, I'm in, I'm going to, I'm going to run for this one. Um, because I knew that in Washington, D.C., because it's a crossroads of America and it's a place we go to learn about what it means to be an American, this would be a perfect theater for me uh, to lead as artistic director. And it's been uh, the journey of my life, Jason. It's been the journey of my life. I have adored this audience, which is the smartest audience in the country. This is an audience that understands nuance. It understands ideas. It, um, the only thing uh, the audience has problems with is shows that go back and forth in time. I think it's because we're, we're a city that's very structured, starting with the president on down. Uh, it's uh, tougher for people to see things that are unstructured then. Hmm. Um, but uh, it's just been a great, great audience. And one of the great untold stories is how many fantastic artists uh, live here in Washington, D.C. Theater artists that work at arena and work at theaters all over the city. I mean, this is a very muscular theater city, and I've been so happy to be part of it. So well said, so well said. And and you sort of uh, stole a lot of what I was going to ask about, you know, <laughs> how in D.C. it's a unique chance to sort of shape the conversation or the national political conversation. You're on the doorstep and you never know, you know, which there might be, you know, influential politicians or judges or mm -hmm. I, I, ha has a president ever showed up there during your tenure? <laughs> well, President Carter did um, because... We created a play as part of our power play cycle called Camp David, which was about uh, the Middle East Peace Accord in 1970. And it was President Carter, Mrs. Carter, Menachem Begin, and Anwar Sadat that were on stage together. Wow. And it was all about how politicians 
could roll up their sleeves and put their personal selves on the line and forge an agreement. And this is an agreement between Israel and Egypt that has lasted since 1970. It's the most lasting agreement that there has been between these two countries. And so uh, lesson one there, and President Carter was with us, uh, Mrs. Sadat was with us, Rosalind Carter was with us. It was an amazing experience, Jason. And just last night, uh, we opened a brand new play called Exclusion by Ken Lin. And Exclusion is also part of the power play cycle. It is about the Chinese Exclusion Act in 1822 when America closed its door to Chinese workers. And those doors really remained closed for 60 years. Wow. And it wasn't until 2012 that America apologized for this atrocity. And wow. so this story doesn't start in 1822, but it is very much about Hollywood right now. And a woman who has written a book about the Chinese Exclusion Act, Hollywood buys it and then they take it and make it their own. And it's a, the whole story of who gets to tell the story. Oh so, yeah! Oh, we, we, that that was uh, that was one of my stories uh, yesterday on WTOP. We interviewed Josh Stamberg, uh, who plays the Hollywood mogul Harry in that show. So he's he's uh, fantastic. He's fantastic in it. And I think that this is a very important power play. Uh, we have now uh, commissioned twenty four out of the twenty five plays. This is the tenth play. I think it's one of the most important that we've done. And so um, audiences need to come and see it because it's hidden history. Most people do not know about the Chinese Exclusion Act. And that's part of the purpose of this cycle is how do we get to know not just the history, but the unsung heroes or villains that have been through American history? Because I think when we look at it, we can also make decisions in the present day about what we're going to repeat or what we're going to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, well, I was I want to I want to hear about some of your, you know, your, you know, favorite shows, highlights over the years. But I'm sure after 25 years, then you're so passionate. I mean, I hear you talking about exclusion. You're so passionate about everyone as it's happening that they, it's probably impossible to pick them out. And they probably all run together in your brain. But are there any that, you know, not saying the other ones aren't aren't fantastic. You always do great work. But are there any that like rise to the top of your brain that were like, wow, I looking back, I, I'm going to always really be proud that I was there for that one. You know, there's actually a lot of them, Jason, and I could just uh, name a few, you know, uh, I had hated musicals when I came to Washington, D.C. And so many people encouraged me, including my partner, Suzanne to do musicals, and the first one that I did was South Pacific. 
and I fell in love with it. I woke up in the morning and I said, I was born to direct musicals, right? And this <laughs> and you is didn't, after- You didn't think you would be at all, but you was. No, no, wow. I was, I'd rejected them my whole career. Wow. So I'd say South Pacific, um, Oklahoma, because we opened the theater with it. Anything goes, because it had some of the best tap dancing in town. Those are three that are stand out for me. In terms of um, plays for me, How I Learned to Drive, which I directed in the first season, which I commissioned in Alaska at Perseverance Theater by Paula Vogel, and it won the Pulitzer Prize. I'd say Sweat was another one uh, by Lynn Nottage, and that play was a co-production between ourselves and Oregon Shakespeare Festival that also won uh, a Pulitzer Prize. Um, a couple of musicals that were commercial musicals for us would be Dear Evan Hansen that kind of went around the world and uh, started here at Arena. You had, it next, be- you had it before Broadway. Well, we started it. We premiered it. We were yeah. the first. I we saw the it first. there. I'll never forget it. You just knew. You're like, all right, this thing's going to be massive. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Yep. Yeah, ben, ben Platt singing on stage. You're like, this, this is des- This is going to blow up. <laughs> yep. And it did. And it did. Um, and, you know, one this year I'd talk about is Angels in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that's that was a landmark production of of uh, of Tony Kushner's play. Um, really, really uh, brilliantly directed by the Hungarian director Janos Saz. And I'd say Ride the Cyclone this this year, uh, fantastic, and drew in a whole uh, different, really fascinating audience. And I'd say our, our American Giants program with uh, people like August Wilson, and we've done nine of the 10 August Wilsons, yeah. uh, everything from Jitney that was uh, brilliant to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I mean, there are so many sophisticated ladies when we were, when we were in transit and being both uh, downtown in the Lincoln Theater and over in Crystal City. And uh, we moved. 16,000 season ticket holders with us. And they all moved back when we moved back to the theater two and a half years later. That was a show, just doing that. So, so many incredible um, memories, so many incredible um, moments here at at Arena. It's, it's just been really exciting. So thanks for taking me down memory lane a little bit. You know, because we had we have this focus on American plays, American artists, and American ideas. Nobody else in the country, a large theater like ours, has that focus. And when I first wanted to do it 25 years ago, people thought I was crazy. They said, where are we going to get our classics? I said, you got plenty of theaters here to do that. You don't need to come to Arena for that. And we've really become known for this level of diversity that we put on stage and the, and the range and the artists of color that we've worked with uh, over all of the years, um, which has made this a very dynamic organization. Our audience got diversified. You know, when I came, it was probably 95% white. Now a third of our audience are people of color. And that's because of the material we put on stage and the way we welcome all cultures into the organization. Oh yes, it's Irene has always been admirably inclusive and and cutting edge and groundbreaking and it, it is it, you, it's just it's a legendary it's a legendary theater now. I mean, and and anywhere in the country, um, Broadway, every everybody has heard of Arena Stage. Um, you might have mentioned it earlier, but before we run, um, 
double back real quick. Uh, what was your role in, in, you know, the actual physical space, you know, like renovating it and everything. Like it's a beautiful space out there near, near the wharf now. Uh, but what, what was your role, 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 you know, in the physical building of it? I spent 12 years of my life on the creation of the building, the ideas with the architects and the, and the staff, the architect being Tom, uh, building all the programming into it, which included the American Giants program, included all of our intense programs for uh, playwrights and community engagement, and also raising the funds for it. So that was my life for 12 years, Jason. Where was where was it before? Like, where was Arena before? Well, it's been in three places. It actually started uh, in 1950, because this is one of the first not-for-profit theaters in America. Started in 1950 down by uh, where we have, uh, how would I describe this? <laughs> in the downtown area, like on New York Avenue. And the second okay. place it was, was over by the Kennedy Center. It was in an old brewery, right? I think you probably must have smelled old stale beer in there. And then <laughs> this was the third place. It was built in 1960. And then we renovated it and really moved it into a three theater center with this big, huge glass wall around it in 2010. And this center then drove all of this development in Southwest Washington. Yeah. This was the forgotten quadrant before. Nobody particularly wanted to come here. It was like a uh, suburban library area, right? And when we put our spade into the ground, suddenly all the developers jumped up because they saw opportunity. And so when you come down here now, it's the hottest area in the city. And that was driven by Arena Stage. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I, I kind of in my brain, because I started at WTOP in 2008, and you said it started in 2010. So to me, in my brain, it always seems as this like shiny brand new building. Uh, but it's hard to believe that's been what, 13 years ago now. Isn't that amazing? That's crazy. And you know, what's really cool about it. And this was the brilliance of, of Bing Tom who was the architect from Canada who died about three years ago. What's really crazy about it is it has not aged. You know, some buildings, their design ages really quickly. It hasn't. It feels as new as it did 13 years ago. And I think it's because it's a lot of honest materials, glass, wood, cement, and steel. That's all the material in the building. Yeah, it's it's an amazing spot, and I've I've enjoyed, and it's been an honor being able to sort of chronicle it uh, all those years in that new in, in that. Well, I there there it went again. I said new building. It's not new anymore, Jay, <laughs> but <laughs> it feels new. Um, well, I guess before we run, I guess uh, final seconds, we we do have to touch on you know uh, why was now the time to you know you thought it was it just that it's it's twenty five years that's sort of a a good round number to go out on a quarter century of of dominance of Molly Smith at Arena or, you know what 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 went into the decision to to finally hang it up? You know, it was probably a year long decision of thought uh, for me before announcing to the board and the staff and the community and. The first one is absolutely what you said, which is this is 25 years. There's a beauty to that number. And I really felt, Jason, like I had almost finished everything that I wanted to do. And that's powerful because I'm a builder. 
That's, that's, that's my personality type. And I was turning 70 and I just felt like, okay, what else do I want to do in this one wild, beautiful life that I have? And I want to be vital and physically active. I want to travel a ton. Before I came to arena, we ran around the world twice. And since I've been to at, at arena, I've been able to travel to, you know, Egypt and uh, Eastern Europe and Russia and a bunch of other places, but not the kind of deep travel that I crave. Right. So we'll go back to that again. And I've started throwing pots. So I've gone back to uh, pottery again, which um, is pretty thrilling to me. And I love it. Awesome. Well, that was that was what I was going to ask as we bowed out is what's next. But it sounds like you're going to do some traveling, some pottery. You're going to going to get back into the original love of film at all or do any any creative stuff in that light? Yeah. I mean, I've been asked to direct a film. I'm uh, what, what I'm letting people know who asked me to come and direct for them um, theater plays or film or anything like that is let's talk in a year. <laughs> yeah. Give me a chance. Cause I've been, I've been like a workhorse for 50 years. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. Probably 55 years. So I've always have a, a really intense uh, schedule. And again, I've loved it. It's what I've chosen. And now's the time to see what do I want to do next? You deserve a break, you know, take take a little time to gather your thoughts and then I'm sure you'll come out swinging with something creative <laughs> going forward. But <laughs> you deserve you deserve a break at least a year. Come on. Um, well, Thanks, Jason. We, we we appreciate, you know, all of the the great shows you've staged there and all the great inter interviews you've done with us uh, over the years. It's been it's been a blast. Um, so so thank you so much. And, and, we'll, and we'll miss you. But, I'm um, you know, your legacy will live on for sure. Well, Jason, you've always been a terrific interviewer. And I know if I have this on my schedule that I'm going to have a great time and I'm going to learn something as well. So thank you for your insight and for your uh, knowledge about what we do at Arena Stage. You're always super prepared and ask uh, great questions. Well, we thank you very much. That's kind words. And uh, I guess we should just end by inviting everyone out uh, to the, the big blowout here, the grand finale, the annual gala uh, for Molly Smith um, receiving the 2023 Beth Newberger Schwartz Award on Tuesday, May 23rd at the annual gala at Arena Stage. So uh, head over to arenastage.org slash gala if you want to pick up tickets. So Molly Smith, thank you so much. I don't know if this is the last one. If it is, thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.